What's going on, Military Cash Flow family? And today we're going to be talking about one of the most important yet underrated resources that the military has to offer. Let's see if you can guess what it is. Now, if you said the uh, I Love Me book, then you are 100% accurate. Now, what's up with this I Love Me book? Why is it such a big thing? For those who are just entering into the military, if your command or your leadership hasn't taught you about the I Love Me book, then go out and ask about it now. All right. And for those who have been in the military for a while, and some of you may have some very robust I Love Me books, and some of you have probably not even started your I Love Me book. Well, in today's video, we're going to be talking about why it's so important that you do love this book and love yourself in the process. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get started creating this military cash flow. So what even is an I Love Me book? Well, an I Love Me book is just one collective book or binder filled with your entire military career, right? Oftentimes you're going to hear your drill sergeant tell you about an I Love Me book. Or when you get to your first unit, it may even just be your squad leader or platoon sergeant. Somebody's going to tell you about an I Love Me book somewhere in the process. The whole concept behind it is anytime you do anything in the military, you get the record, the hard record, and you put it into this book. Now, why would we even want to do that? Now, many of us thought in the beginning, and some of you may think the same thing right now, that the military is perfect at keeping records. Yeah, for all of my experienced military folks, we know that is far from the truth. So let's think about it. Let's say we had a stellar career at our first unit, right? Our first uh, term in, we maybe went on a couple of deployments, maybe got awarded a few different medals, maybe won, you know, a soldier of the year award, and the list can go on with the things that you've done. But if for whatever reason, it was only recorded in the unit and it wasn't recorded in the grand scheme of things, well, then when you go to transfer, you have to hope that whoever was in the unit recorded it correctly so that it can transfer over. Yeah, it may sound a little weird, but we got to remember everybody in each one of these sections in the military is operated by what? A person. We're all humans. We make mistakes. It just is what it is. So let's say, for example, you scored that perfect 300 on your PT test and maybe you got a, a good conduct award medal and you just never took it to S1. Then how is it supposed to be updated? on your records, right? Or maybe you say you did take it to S1 and it got lost in a pile. How's it supposed to be updated in your records? So for you, when you get that award or that PT test, you're gonna get that hard copy signed off by your commander or whoever issued that award, and you're gonna put it in your good old I Love Me book. That's how it's gonna work for the remainder of your military career. And this applies to everything. Any school that you pass, any award that you get, any deployment that you've been on, any evaluation reports, NCOERs or OERs, 
all of that. ERBs, you're going to want all of that stored into here. Now, mind you, I started this I Love Me book a little bit later in my career. I definitely should have started from the beginning. But luckily, I have this, uh, let's call it a hoarder's mentality. It's not bad. It's not like I'm a true hoarder. But typically, when I get documents, I want to hold on to the documents. That's my thing. I'm a paper hoarder. Put it like that because I never know when those documents might come in handy. So luckily I was able to dig through a lot of my previous you know, activities within the military and still put it in here. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna share with you guys how I organize my I Love Me book. You can take it for what it is. Maybe it'll give you some ideas how to organize yours. And then most importantly, I'm gonna share with you the benefits of having a very organized I Love Me book. All right, so let's get to it. So you're gonna want a nice robust three ring binder here. Now, mind you, it may be a lot larger than this if you got a really extensive career or just a lot of stuff happening. And it could be a lot smaller than this if you're just starting to kind of build up this record. But when you open it up, you can do a nice little table of contents. Guess what, guys? I had a table of contents in here for years. I never once did I fill it out. But it might not hurt to actually fill it out, right? And then that way you can kind of just skip to uh, the section when it's required. Now, in this first section, I essentially have all of the training courses that I've ever completed. Typically, when you go to a military school and you graduate, you're going to be given not only your diploma of graduation or your certificate of graduation, you're also going to receive a set of orders showing that you completed it and what was your class number, the date that you completed it, all that good stuff. You want to keep both. Now, the way that I like to keep it, I will have the award letter or the certificate on the front half of the sleeve. And then in that same sleeve, but on the back side, I'll have the orders displayed as well. Now, this is going to be great because as you go through and you change uh, from unit to unit, you may have to update your ERB uh, when it comes to the promotion boards, especially for all our NCOs and our, and our officers out there. You want to make sure that you're getting credit for every little course that you've done. Now, some courses have a little bit more weight than others, but nonetheless, if you've done the time and you got that certification, make sure that you're getting, you know, the benefit of it, right? Let's be honest. A lot of the courses that you attend in the military, you may not use ever again, or you may only take one piece of it and apply it to a different skill set. But still, a lot of times those schools carry a lot of weight on those uh, evaluation reports, on your career progression as a whole. So you just want to make sure that you have it there. And then when you're checking your ERB or anything else, you can make sure that it's updated appropriately. All right. Now, after you got all your schools in there, I mean, starting from basic training to your most recent senior leaders course or whatever the case may be. Now we're going to move on to the second section, which is uh, your awards. All right. So now every award that you get across your journey, you want to keep track of that as well. Some of them may be something um, that you just receive by simply doing enough time in service, which would be a good conduct medal for an example. Now, obviously, if you've done something wrong and disqualified yourself, that's one piece of the pie. But as long as you're following all of the rules, if you will, and you just stay in the military long enough, then you'll be receiving good conduct medals along your military career. Now, yeah, those are small, but they add up. So for example, if uh, leadership is looking at your track record or your military history, they say you've been in for 15 years. Well, in theory, the Good Conduct Medal is issued out every three years, I believe. And if I'm wrong, please correct me in the comments. But if every three years a Good Conduct Medal is supposed to be issued and you only have, so in 15 years you should have five, but you only have three Good Conduct Medals 
That's going to raise a flag to leadership to say, all right, what's going on? Did you mess up? Is there something you did wrong in, in, uh, during your career or at that unit as to why you didn't get it? Or is it simply that you just didn't take the time to make sure that you were issued it on time, right? With a good conduct medal, guys, to be quite honest, let's say you didn't get it uh, from your previous unit. You can often go to go into your S1 and just be like, hey, look, I've actually been in now for 15 years. For whatever reason, my military record only shows three. Can you just update it to a five? And they'll go in, they'll make sure that you got nothing wrong on your record and say, yeah, sure, no, boom, done. It can be that simple, right? But again, you have to be aware of it. You have to know what's going on. So every uh, award you want to have in another section. Again, all your good conduct medals, your certificate of achievements uh, for the enlisted out there. You know that the certificate of achievements, especially when you're in that E1 to E4, can help get you promoted to that E5. So get all those certificate achievements. Same concept. When you get an award, you're going to have that certificate or that letter. And then you're typically going to have the orders as well. Okay. Even if they come in the beautiful green or blue uh, military packages, where you, I forget what they call binders, maybe folders, right? Those displays for certificates. When you open it up, you may see the medal there for the award. And then you may see a nice little certificate that states what the award is. Well, when you put it in your I Love Me book, on one side of that sleeve, you're going to want the award itself, the certificate. And on the back side of that same sleeve, you're going to want the orders. That way nobody can say, uh, that's counterfeit or, uh, that doesn't count for whatever reason, right? You don't want that. So boom. And you're going to do this for the entirety of your career. You'll be surprised at how many um, certificates of achievements, award recognition uh, medals will come your way over time. And it's not so much a uh, boasting thing. Not all of them are going to be able to be displayed on your uniform. But again, when you're able to express or explain your story as to why you may be a good candidate for that new job assignment or that new promotion, having the awards structured appropriately always helps. Now for the third section for me, yeah, I, uh, I have the evaluation reports, okay? Now for the NCOs out there and the officers, we understand that those are going to be your uh, NCOERs, your OERs, things of that nature. However, for anybody who's playing around in that junior enlisted area that, that isn't aware of these yet or they're not pertaining to, oftentimes you're going to get a school evaluation reports as well, depending on the type of school that you go to. So it could be, for example, a service school academic evaluation report may say, this is what I had to attend and most junior enlisted will attend as soon as they're attempting to go for a Sergeant E5 or E6 and even E7 with the seniors leaders course. They're going to evaluate how you did. And it's important to have this, right? Let's say you got honor grad for whatever reason. Honor grad is a big thing that counts towards uh, promotion points when you're in that lower enlisted range. And it's just good to have to show um, how you're standing out amongst your peers. So when it comes time for those additional uh, evaluation reports, the OERs, the NCOERs, that can be how you kind of elevate yourself a little bit and get a slightly better ranking, which again is going to lead for more opportunities, better promotions, better assignments um throughout your career the next section i have is essentially your assignment orders all right this is going to say where you were stationed when you were stationed there and what was your job um, the reason this is important is because that time is going to accumulate uh, towards retirement we want to know where you were and what you were doing there's often times where people are going to ask especially in the s1 department anyway uh where were you during this time and that time we always got to remember that orders tend to 
kind of overlap each other, right? So even if you're moving from one station to another, let's say you leave that previous duty station in October, but you don't show up to the new station until December. Well, during that time from October to December, you actually may be on leave, right? Some sort of leave or whatever the case may be, but you still belong to that previous unit more than likely. And until you actually go in and check in with the new unit, then you'll be released from the other unit. Okay. So if there's ever a lapse in assignments, that's going to raise some, some flags in S1 because they want to be accounted for who you were with along the way. So keeping those orders allows you to be able to justify any gaps that might come up within S1. The next section for me is essentially all <sighs> enlistment agreements. I know you guys can't really see these pages too well, but it's okay. It's okay. You guys are hearing me. So the enlistment agreements are everything from your first initial signup to every other enlistment that you've done uh, throughout your military journey. This is important to understand, you know, when you signed up, how long it was for, were bonuses um, activated or not. Now, to be quite honest, whenever you go to the retention office and you're ready to re-enlist, they have all of that information ready to go. But if, as you change stations, your retention officer is going to change as well. So a lot of times if something comes up and it's not quite accurate, or you want to defend your position as to why you should get a higher bonus, whatever the case may be, you want to have records here showing essentially what happened previously to this. And in the same section, you also want to have your clearing paperwork. So anytime you leave an installation, they require you to fill out some clearing paperwork. Uh, they might issue you depending on where you're going and what you're doing, a finalized ERB, or if you're leaving the military, a DD-214. And you kind of want to have that track record of everything that took place throughout your journey, just to make sure you're clear to go saying, hey, look, this installation is done, closed and behind. Here are the people that have signed it, uh, or signed off on it, approved of it, so forth and so on, which brings me to where I am today, walking into this new uh, PCS or this new duty station. The next section in the book for me is one of our favorites, and that's all of our jumps, our jump log, everything to do with jumps. So uh, for me, for example, I was airborne. Um, there's going to be some other qualifications out there that exist. It could be um, EOD, flight hours, if you're a pilot or something along in that uh, realm or in that branch. It could be diving if you are a combat diver, for example. It can be halo if you're free fall. Each one of these individual tests that require annual trainings or recertifications or require you to do a certain amount per year or per quarter should have its own dedicated area in your I Love Me book. And so, for example, for the airborne community out there, everything from even the indoor training events where you shows that hey, I passed, right, or I'm approved, I fell within a certain parameter within the landing zone, I keep that stuff in here. In addition to that, I have my entire jump log, which is always great to have. And you want to make sure that it's updated after every jump is ideal. But let's be honest, some of us get, you know, too busy with other stuff. And guys, every quarter, definitely before you ever leave a duty station, you want to get it updated. But I tell you, one of the most painful things is, let's say you're there and you just get an extra jump in, right? Uh, that happens sometimes. Maybe there's an extra uh, slots there and you're saying, hey, you run up to the jump master. Can I just get an extra jump? Right. Can I be a fill-in? Can I be a walk-on? Yeah, come on. We got an extra seat for you. We'll slide you up with a parachute and you jump. And maybe you jumped twice or maybe even three times during that specific thing. You got on three different chalks. Well, the jump master may add you in there, but he may not have updated the actual uh, jump log. 
And if that's the case, when you go to turn it in, it's just going to say, hey, I only got one. So during something like that, you absolutely want to make sure that you get that. You want to have the manifest. You want to have um, your records of that. So when you take it in to get the jump log updated, it shows accurate reports. Also, it's important to understand where you're at in your jump log because you know you got to have one per quarter, right? Essentially for a year. And you want to make sure that they line up appropriately. Essentially, one jump counts for three months. But if you do two jumps in February, that doesn't give you six months worth of jumps, right? And this may not resonate with all of the uh, um, uh, people who aren't airborne, but you, you can start to get my drift, which is why you want it all in here. In addition to that, uh, jumpers may attend jump master. So there's a certain qualifications there, but they also may receive foreign wings, right? Uh, so, for example, I received the Canadian and the German. Uh, jump wings. And so you want to show proof of that. You want to have the manifest that came along with it as well as a certificate. So if anybody tries to challenge you, right, when you're decked out in your uniform, you can say, hey, sir, bow. Hey, ma'am, look at this. I got the, the orders for the reward and the certificate, right? But because these were jump specific, I decided to keep them in the jump area. Um, some people may say, no, keep them in the award section, because that's what they are. And that's perfectly fine. You got to find what works for you. But everything from the orders to the manifest, it's all right here in this section of the I Love Me book. Now for the last two sections of the I Love Me book, one section is going to be for all of your medical. This is extremely important. All right. So if you guys haven't seen the how to get 100% disability with VA claims, go ahead and check out that video right here. But if you cannot prove it happens to you, or you were in a situation where it could have happened, it's very hard to get what you deserve, right? When it comes to the claims. So for example, if you were on a deployment where there may have been combat involved and you just simply have the deployment orders in hand to say, hey, this was a combat area during this time frame. Therefore, I was in a combat zone, so potentially PSD can be related. That may be all you need. But when the medical reports get pulled up, we want to see things for sprained ankles, herniated discs, separated shoulders, ER visits, uh, stitches, um, infections, anything where you were ever hospitalized, you want to have a record of that. Now, oftentimes, again, in that video, you'll see in the military, we don't like to talk about that type of stuff. We like to just kind of play the tough role and, you know, sweep that all under the rug. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't be tough and continue to work while you're injured or while you're sick. It's your own prerogative, but you want to make sure that you get it on record. And that all, all that may take is simply going in to the medical professional to maybe sick hall, not sure how your sick hall works, but going in there and say, look, man, something's wrong. I just need a little, maybe antibiotics or something can get me right. Boom. You get your notes, your slip, your new medical report, and you get back to work. Okay. Then you take that report and you put it in here. You're going to have to go sign out of medical when you start to PCS from station to station. They're going to have their report and they're going to transfer it over to your new duty. Uh, ideally, that's what it's going to look like to your new duty station. Um, oftentimes, some of the stuff may not actually transition over with you. And some of the stuff should be reported or stored in this big, large medical database repository. Um, so as you travel around, it's there anyway. But again, the, who runs that section? Humans, right? And so there's going to be faults in there. So the more that you can have stored here, the better. Also, 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 Let's say that you decided not to go to the military doctor for whatever reason. Maybe you wanted to hide it. Maybe you said, oh, if this gets out, then maybe I'll get on um, um, disability. And, not disability, but what do you call those things where you can't work out like a waiver, like a medical? Don't worry. I can't think of it, but you know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't want to do that. 
And maybe I don't want to risk losing the promotion. So I go off base. I go off site and maybe I go, uh, you know, to a chiropractor out there or somebody else to help me, kind of a physical therapist. Right. Well, if you keep those records and you keep them in this section of your I Love Me book, even though a civilian uh, doctor or medical facility took care of it, you can still use that at the end of your career when you show, hey, look, I went to this deployment, so I need a chiropractic help. Boom, boom, boom. This is why it's related and you keep those medical records in your I Love Me book, you're one step ahead to making sure that all uh, counts uh, towards your VA disability claims as well. And the last section, really just a personal preference of mine, is I put in all of my civilian education, right? So that'll include college degrees, NRA certified pistol instructor, licensed hair technician. I really don't care what it is. Put in your civilian degrees and civilian education here, because again, uh, oftentimes, especially for lower enlisted, those can all count towards promotion points for sure. But two, on the way out, you don't want to forget what you've done in the civilian world. Oftentimes when we go and we have to make that transition to the civilian life, we're looking for another job. And now we have to ask, hey, how the hell do we present ourselves? Well, by keeping an I Love Me book, what you're able to do is show everything that you've done in the military and see if any of that translates over or corresponds over. But you also have all of your civilian education. That's an easy handover to say, hey, look, yeah, I had a great career, but also I've been educated in this. I'm prepared for opportunities in this field or in this sector. So I like to keep all of that stuff right here in the I Love Me book. That makes it a very nice, rounded out, robust, one-stop shop for everything you need during, but most importantly, after your military career. That's the I Love Me book in a nutshell. And again, the real reason it's important to maintain these over your entire career is really four things. One, you want to have accurate records across the board, whether that's for your own ERB, or your SRB, whatever the case may be, promotion points, uh, jump log, you want it to be accurate as well as the more accurate your knowledge and your reports and your storage is, your records are, then the more opportunity that you have for VA disability claims, which is number two. My stance on VA disability claims is regardless of what you get, whether it's 10% or 100%, you served, right? You volunteered to serve, so therefore you deserve something right? Something for your ailments, for your, in, for your injuries, for your time, for the uh, mental pains that you went through, for the emotional pains. You deserve something. So everybody should attempt to at least go through the VA disability filing process and then just have your records there. Just have them there with you. And if something pops up, then great. So the more accurate your records are, it can lead you to the VA disability claims, which is number two. And the number three is the transition process. So you want your records to be really, really tight so you can have that nice and clean DD-214 before you walk out the door. That's, you know, that's ideal. You want to have all of your deployments, all of your schools, all of your awards on that DD-214 and make it real nice and clean. But we also got to think about how the hell are we going to translate all of this to the civilian world? And this I Love Me book is a great resource for resume building. Now, guys, it's it's tough. For those who have transitioned, you know, you know how difficult it is to take military experience and translate it to the civilian world, right? It's, it's very difficult. For those who haven't done it yet, I challenge you to go out and try to write a resume now. Just try to write a resume and then give it to one of your civilian friends, not like a military spouse. I'm saying go back to if you got friends from high school, hit them up and be like, hey, can you review this for me? 
and just watch at how they read some of your words, right? Uh, responsible for all tactical uh, uh, installation points and security gates, right? Just just something random that we're going to use in our, our military vernacular. They're going to look at it like, okay, so how does that translate to this HR role? You feel me? So go ahead and uh, make sure that you're you're using these I Love Me books to help you build out those resumes and, and find some of those um, commonality points. Some of these assignments that you may have had, or some of these schools may have made you may have made you better at project management, may have made you better at leadership, may may have made you better at team building. You see, and now we can start to use um, the right uh, vernacular as we're doing the resume building. But either way it goes, guys, this I Love Me book, again, is one of the most powerful yet underrated resources in the military. And I highly implore you guys to start your I Love Me book today if you haven't done it or to get started on updating that bad boy if you haven't done it in a while. But either way it goes, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. And if you did, go ahead and hit the like button. And if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and then leave a comment below on what you put in your I Love Me book how do you structure your I Love Me book? What other resources have you used your I Love Me book for? What other situations has it helped you in? All that good stuff. Because again, this is a community, guys, and we start to help each other when we start to give uh, different insights on our personal experiences. And we love that here. And as always, guys, thanks for watching. This is Mike Glassby signing off.